You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. Nancy Fitzgerald of Anchors Away Biblical Worldview Ministries. Good morning to you, Nancy. Good morning, Kelly and Steve, and that is a stretch to say I know much of anything. (laughs) 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 I'm looking forward to our conversation, that's for sure. Well, you have posed a very good question, I think one that often gets overlooked when we read the Christmas story and we turn to our pages of the Bible, and we I think we just take it for granted. We don't really ask this question, but why is it exactly, do we believe, that God would choose Mary specifically? Yes, and I, that, that clear answer to that is only God knows why he chose Mary uh, to be the mother of Jesus, but he revealed much through the scriptures that teaches us about the character and the nature of of Mary and how she chose, you know, uh, to live. And again, you know, God doesn't do anything in a random sense. So he had Mary in mind before the creation of the world. And that's what's so amazing about our all-knowing God, that he... He is not bound by time, and and we see in Genesis three fifteen where where uh, after mankind sinned, uh, Adam and Eve, and started that decline, that cycle of sin through through today. Obviously, um, uh, he chose to give hope to those, including Adam and Eve, that a time will be coming where they'll be a savior. Uh, and he said this in Genesis 3.15, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, talking about Satan here. And he shall bruise you on the he- on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. And this is uh, uh, the first prophecy in Scripture that is very clear about a woman that God has chosen before the beginning of time to to be the mother of of the savior isaiah seven fourteen. therefore the lord himself will give you a sign here it is again a virgin will be with child and bear a son and she will call his name emmanuel and again the beauty of prophecy in the scriptures that's just so cool especially uh, in the story of the birth of Christ, you know, 300 prophecies about Jesus, every single one of them coming true. And this is th- these are just a couple of them. Well, Nancy, what can we know about Mary through Scripture that would help us understand why God singled her out among other women? Yeah, well, it, it says in the Scripture, I, I, I'll read Luke 1 in a second, but it, it says that Mary found favor with God. And I think when we think of that, we have to look at ourselves a little bit. Would he say the same? Would the angels say the same about us? I, I, you know, uh, probably not. But but she was a sinner. She was like all of us. But she had a heart. Once again, God looks on the heart. She had a heart that was totally yielding to God in every way. 
Um, uh, she had a track record in, in her own life of being obedient to whatever God asked her to do. And so she was humble. And knowing that all things that are good, that that God allows, come for his glory and not her own. And, and when we look at the word humility, Mary is that beautiful example of a young woman who would sacrifice everything, even perhaps her marriage to Joseph, to follow God and be obedient, no matter no matter what the cost. And again, this is such a beautiful story of God's love and how we know if we have a heart for God, would we be willing to yield totally to God in his wishes? And we see this coming to fruition in Luke 1, 28, when the angel of, uh, went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled by his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born, uh, uh, to be born, will be called the Son of God. And um, just a little post on this um again uh she was she had a sin nature just just like us uh for sure but i think uh, i think it's important to take a peek uh, at the scripture about why god had the holy spirit come on you why that was so critically important and it's because uh, the sin nature, the line of sin, uh, came through uh, Adam and not Eve. It comes through the Father, and I think, I think if we look at the iniquity of the Father on the children, we will see this throughout the Old Testament. Uh, Exodus thirty-four seven, Isaiah forty-three twenty-seven, Job twenty-one nineteen, and even solidified in the New Testament through John 9, 2, the the Holy Spirit, the righteous Spirit of God uh, overshadowed uh, uh, Mary, meaning it was through the holiness of God himself, the Father, to be the Father of of the Son. And this is so important, and it's why Jesus uh, did not come with a sin nature. He came righteous and pure and without sin. Well, you speak of that, that key word, pure. So the purity of Mary's life, then, was pretty important to God's plan, right? You know what? I, I think, especially in what we're reading in the news and hearing that's so distress, distressing, God prays, uh, places a very high value on women and on on 
the purity of woman and how important that is to God. Might not be to our culture, but it is to God. And and again, uh, the culture of that day was was a, was sinful, and people were doing their own thing. And again, Mary was just an ordinary small town. 13 to 15 year old girl. She was a peasant girl, Mm. but she loved God. She was obedient and courageous in how she lived out her faith. And I think that word courageous and obedience go together because it's not easy. God is saying this was not easy for her either. Uh, She was a follower of the law and therefore chose to remain a virgin until she was married to Joseph. She made that choice. Uh, She knew what God expected of her through the scriptures, and she said, God, I'm going to remain pure before I get married. So being a virgin was extremely important, again, because conception of God's Son must be by the Holy Spirit for the reasons that we just talked about. Mm. And so we see the plan of this that goes way beyond our understanding sometimes. But the interesting thing about this story is that when Mary became pregnant, she was already pledged to be married to Joseph. And when he learned of her pregnancy, you know, immediately he thought on earthly terms, which we all would probably, that she had been with someone else. And therefore, he considered divorcing her for her infidelity. And and God interceded by sending a may, uh, an angel speaking directly to Joseph. And I love God the Father being being so sure that, that his plan of the birth of Jesus was going to happen, and it was going to happen as he has planned. So he sent an angel to say this in Matthew 1. When his mother married had betrothed Joseph, Before they came together, she was found to be with a child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Normally, that was a public event. Uh, But he chose to, to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not. Uh, fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which conceived in her from the Holy Spirit, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And again, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from the sleep, uh, uh, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until he had given birth. She had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. So there you see uh, the beauty and the purity of of Christ's birth right here. It was very solemn. It was beautiful. It was righteous and in. It, it was as holy as holy could be. And there you see it. And Mary was blessed, chosen to bear this son. 
I love reading about, um, well, you know, what you've done for us here today, Nancy, and, and reading about Mary's life in general, because her life seemed so simple. You pointed out that she was a peasant girl, but I think there are things that we overlook in that, and I'd love for you to tell us more about the life that she lived, because I think that we tend to overlook some things about her, because you, you talk to people in church sometimes, you, you, you and maybe, I'm not going to say this is just me, because if I've had these thoughts, I know other people have had these thoughts, especially when you first become a Christian, you see people around you maybe that you admire in church, and you start thinking, well, I've got to be a super Christian like that person to please God, but that's not true. I don't think Mary was necessarily a super Christian, she was just very faithful. Can you dig a little bit more into her attributes, her, her characteristics, and, and talk about the way that she lived her life? Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I, I think David Jeremiah wrote this. I thought it was, it was very well written. He said, Mary was favored by God for a task that would finally allow each of us <clears throat> to be favored. Gabriel said, the Lord is with you. And as a result, the Lord is with us all. In that way, God sent the ultimate Christmas gift, not just to Mary, but to all of us. And it was Mary who delivered the package. And when God chose her to be the mother of Jesus, her only observable qualifications were traits like humility, obedience, courage, faith, moral purity, and such qualities are so often overlooked or even belittled by our society, but they equipped Mary for God's service. And, you know, again, it's essential to understand that although Mary was an amazing young woman uh, and the mother of Jesus, she also was need in, in need of a Savior. If you remember, you know, the, the prayer of Mary and Luke, you know, she addressed Jesus as Lord and Savior. You, know, you, you can only mar- uh, imagine, I keep thinking of that song, Mary, Did You Know? But, but uh, it is just so important that, that she was bearing the Son of God. And because of her willingness to go through just craziness in her own world, God used her in her obedience and, and her love for God to give birth to the Son. And, and the beauty of this, it's because the penalty for the sin is death. Our sin is death. And God sent His Son into the world to die so that those who believe would be given that gift of eternal life with God in heaven. And you just can only imagine Jesus, you know, or God making this clear to Mary what her thoughts might be to give birth and raise God's son, Jesus, whom she would watch be crucified on a cross and beaten. <coughs> and, and yet someday uh, then would die and raise again and, and would be worshipped. She would worship him not as her son, but as her savior. Uh, I, I'm telling you, Mary knew that being pregnant before she was married would ostracize her from her family, her friends, and perhaps even Joseph. But no cost was too great. And it is overwhelming to me 
that she was perhaps, as you say, you know, a peasant girl, but she was much more than that. She was so solid in her faith. She knew God and nothing was going to stop her. And, and that kind of strength is amazing. Um, Mary's song of praise, the Magnificent, is this. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. That's Luke 1, 46 through 50. And what Mary was very much aware of is that through him, generations, you and I, are, are saved. And we are, we can become God's children because the obedience of Mary. Uh, so clearly, I mean, why did he choose her? Um, I, I think he chose her um, to have the honor for her obedience and the love of God, the honor of being the Savior's mother. And I think perhaps the most telling sign of Mary's response was to Gabriel when she said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be according to your word. And that revealed her heart. Yeah, a peasant girl, but a girl who was going to let nothing stop her if God has chosen her to do such a thing. And I think she said, you know, the attitude is, how could I be so blessed God, that you would choose me to this? Although she faced being ostracized from everyone. If you recall, she was by herself when she gave birth to Jesus. There was no maidservants there because she was ostracized. So she went through uh, a tough times, but she knew God was with her. And I think this is such a great story for this time of year. It really is. It should give us all hope when we're suffering and we feel alone. Well, I think, Nancy, you know, we don't want to miss this point. You know, you can only imagine how scared she must have been. And so for the Lord in his mercy to provide that comfort of Gabriel right there and for her to speak those words, let it be to me according to your word, yeah. is really telling because now her very son, the Savior of the world, is going to utter those same words in the garden. Not my will, but your will yes. be done. I think there's yeah. really big foretelling in there. But now, what about us then? Because we all spend a lot of time just spinning our wheels trying to figure out, where do I fit in God's plan? What is he trying to do through me? You know, it was pretty clear... God sent an angel to her to speak this, and yes. we don't have that option right now. Um, you know, so we've got to discern this. What about us? How do we? How do we figure that out for ourselves? You know, God. God made it very clear when He said, in the Christ said in the New Testament, you know, what are the commands? And He said. To love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, to love others as you love yourself. And uh, he put it profoundly simple, but as we know, that is so hard. To love the unlovable, to forgive those who have really hurt us, uh, to walk with those uh, who are, you know, a thorn in our side. Uh, 
you know, that's the kind of stuff that God assigns to us that goes beyond our understanding. Why is life so hard? Um, why do I have to love this person? Look what he or she has done to me. Um, all of this. And, and we look at everyday life and we're so quick to abandon that person or abandon the call to forgive and to love and to push on. And I think if we just would understand God didn't come to make us happy and good, he came that we might love him and love others as he loved us sacrificially. And I think Mary in this in this way was open to do the heart what seemed impossible for the glory of God. And I think sometimes, you know, and I'm in with the sometimes we, um, we just want to bail and we want the easy way out. But I think when we stand before God someday, you know, and he asks us what we did with his son, you know, it's through the son that we can do the impossible, which is to live every day for the glory of God, no matter what he calls us to do. Mm. And I think calling us, honestly, uh, I'd be anxious to know what you guys think about this, but I think the hardest thing is calling us to forgive those who have hurt us and intend to hurt us and have no feeling of, of regret or remorse uh, and to keep on loving and loving God and loving those people that they might see Christ in us. And uh, for me, I think that's that's one of our hardest tasks mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. to love those that, that hurt us. It what is. about you? I, well, I agree that it is hard because I can get really angry when I'm hurt. But then I think for people who are gifted with mercy, because mm. yes. as soon as I see the person, that is something that God has given me. And, and I will joke about that sometimes, you know, I, I when I've talked to people about that, I, don't you know, I'm trying to get a good mat on. But then you looked at me, and I looked you in the eyes and realized you're also made in the image of God. We're both broken, and all I've got for you is mercy exactly. and love. And that's, you know, I, it, it, the that's anger right. just melts away at that moment. But that's yeah, right. it, it is hard. And I think, you know, this is why we can't isolate in our anger, too, because then it will fester, yeah. regardless exactly. of that gift of mercy. But oh, yeah, it is hard. Is There's no doubt it's hard. That root of bitterness comes, then resentment. And then that becomes hatred in your heart. And yeah. that then yeah. Jesus says is murder. So yeah. mercy yeah. is key. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And just obedience. And I think we choose to love. I mean, love is a wonderful feeling. And, you know, but we also, uh, the majority of the time, perhaps we have to choose to love. And then we can extend that mercy and grace that only God, only can come through the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Oh. This has been really good today, Nancy. Yeah. Thanks for this. And we want to let all of you know how to connect with Nancy and her ministry of Anchors Away. You can go online to anchorsaway.org and uh, see what is offered there. Get your young people involved in this, too, because biblical worldview is it is key. It is so important if they're going to learn to really truly understand what it is they say they believe, yeah. because when they do um, age out of their youth groups and they go away to college, their faith is going to be challenged. And it's so important that we teach them while we have them at home. You can't 
put all of that on your youth pastor's shoulders. You can't expect it to just right. trickle down yeah. to your kids. You've got to make the investment, and that is what Anchors Away is all about. That's right. Yeah. So go to anchorsaway.org. Nancy Fitzgerald, thank you so much. We will look forward to connecting with you again next Tuesday at this time for, again, another stellar Biblical Worldview <laughs> Question of the Week. Thank you both, and keep up the good work. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the Word to Life.